when we do teams calls, that's my least favorite. I haven't done teams. I don't have teams. So if someone did that, the only time I've ever had teams was on my work computer in the last job. And like, I made a joke where I was like, yeah, teams is the thing I immediately turn off whenever I turn on my computer. Like that's all I do with it. So I haven't ever done teens. I think somebody wanted to do it once. And I was like, I don't know what, I I wouldn't know how to do it. At at my job, it's split about, I, I feel like it's, People outside of my department, some departments run solely on Teams and they chat on it throughout the day and everything. What's annoying is that as soon as you turn your computer on and you open Outlook, it shows you as active on Teams. So I will have Teams messages from two months ago that someone has sent me being like, Hey, Laurel, can you remind me of the date for this? That date would have been like a month ago at this point. Right. I I told you about like when I did the whole like I was getting my old review to and one of the co- the only negative comment was Ryan takes a long time to get back on Slack and I went I've never spoken to you on Slack so either like you're thinking of the wrong person mm-hmm. or you tried to get a hold of me and I never got back mm-hmm. to you and I feel like your feedback should be different than he takes a long time mm-hmm. because I've taken a month <laughs> mm-hmm. I do want to say, um, Craniacs, I have a, Seattle, I should say, I have a different view, um, a different background for Ryan right now. He seems to have shifted around. Um, oh, I have a different background. You're seeing a different background. Yes, yes. Like, m- what I'm seeing, what I'm viewing is a different background. Yes. And dare I say, over your shoulder, do I see a certain birthday oh, yes. present that a very fine podcast co-host gave you? Do yes. share! Um, I think it's going to end up getting moved. This whole room is, you can, like, there's a the chair I'm normally in, but it's over because we're getting rid of it and I can't get it down the stairs. Like, it would cost money to have someone pay to get it, pay, like, too much money to have someone come get it downstairs. So I'm, like, getting ready to disassemble a recliner. Um, there are paint, like, spots on walls to figure out what okay, color so I want to repaint this room. That, that was not the question. It was, please tell the craniacs about... <laughs> What is over your shoulder? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up a gerund topic. Um, so, uh, Laurel for my 40th, my, my friend got me a, it was a Frasier alphabet. And I don't, I, I, I let me go get it because I'd like to like read some of the stuff off of it. Yes. I don't have anything memorized. Yes. I know there's Niles is Jesus is one off the top of my oh, head. So, so hold good. on just one second. Do, 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 do. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Josh salad and scrambled eggs This is going to make for great radio Because I don't know No one's going to see it, but that's fine Well, I Well, I, I, I seem to recall Telling you that you should have posted a picture of it In the group I tried taking a picture because it's framed I had a hard time getting it Without like the frame reflection Since you were so nice to frame it And everything um, you know, so it it's, is just class all the way when you get a gift from me. Let me... <laughs> How do you want to do this? Do you want to like try and guess what they are? Or no, you no, just no. I, I, no or... I want you to just pick a few of your favorites. So I like J is for Jesus, and it's it's Niles, but as you can see, he's doing that like when he came out, I think, and freaked out. Yes. Can you see it? I can kind of see it. Um, Let me see some... Uh, I think do, do, um, do, do, isn't do. the recliner R is for recliner S is for t- Sherry T is for Tango that little area is good isn't there's one that's zoologist supermodel do you remember zoologist supermodel yes that was um, uh, Cela Ward played her it was that season that ended with Frasier getting on a plane 
and he ends up sitting next to her and then the season starts and he's and, and they're in like Mexico together and he Oh right, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. She was a zoologist supermodel. She was a she was a lingerie model and <clears throat> I think zoologist might be a little bit of a stretch. I think she was something maybe an ornithologist. Is that is that who deals with um uh birds? Birds. Yeah, I wanna say yeah. that might be what she was. Well, I mean I, I'm I feel like Z might have been mm-hmm. rough. X is Xmas pot brownie. Which may not, we may not have had that that episode yet. Um, V is veneer exclamation point, and they're all sitting there. Isn't there one that's Nightmare at Murder Inn or Murder at Nightmare Inn? Nightmare Inn, yeah, there's Nightmare Inn. I really, I really wish that You stole my mommy. I wish that Inn was, um, look out, he's got a nug. Oh, right, right, right. You stole my mommy with, with Fraser strangling Niles is pretty good. That is good. Um, so and it's old Fraser hair, which is fun. We will do our best to take a photo of this and post it in the group. And I will also share the Etsy shop that I got this from. Um, I was so tickled when I found it. So why don't you find that first? Because maybe we can just link to a picture of it. So I'm not trying to retake a picture. Or was it? Was it? Was it a bespoke gift? It was not bespoke. Okay. <laughs> I I didn't think of what to get you with that much uh advance notice <laughs> i feel i was about to say yeah that's the same way i always find really cool etsy stuff that's for like christmas that's gonna arrive in march oh yes yes um especially this last year although i was really since i was out of town for 10 days around thanksgiving i did the vast majority of my christmas shopping before thanksgiving which i have to say you think oh that's great not always when the return window closes before the holiday even happens <laughs> That's crazy. That's funny to think of because that's something I wouldn't even think. I'd be like, I'm so early. And then it's like, you can't return any of this stuff. Well, yeah, no, I bought Amy's daughter cute little dressy shoes because she needed some and also so fun to buy. And they ended up being too small. And I, I was past return window, but Old Navy still let me return them. But Where is your cup from? Target. Is it? Oh, is it reusable? It looks like a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's reusable. So it said... It says pool hair don't care, but mm-hmm. kind of it looks like a like a drive through cup in the window. Mm. So I was like, where did you go to get something to drink that it says pool hair don't care? Yeah, no, this is reusable from Target. I bought it in like a three okay. pack like four years ago. Um, well, well, never mind. Because I was like... That's what I drink my out smoothies of. out of, so... Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I also... Did I ever show you next time you're here for whatever reason, I have a Fraser. Whiskey glass someone got me. Hello, lady. Again, her name is Tara. Goodness gracious. <laughs> well, she just stuck her... Lady. Stuck her, her head in and just went boop and then like left. So I don't, just, just <laughs> don't have to open the door. Doing the rounds. Doing the rounds. Making the rounds. Well, we keep removing furniture from this room that she used to sit in. So she comes in here every day and it's different. She's like, oh, I'm not even going to try. Is the, is the futon gone that she used to look out the window? Yes. Oh, no, lady. Now she just kind of looks out the window from the stoop, but we also got these two smaller recliners to put there, mm-hmm. and we made sure there was enough room if we weren't sitting in them that she could. She also has a $70 Serta bed we bought for her recently, so I don't feel too bad for her. Um, I have a great... Actually, one is big enough for Lady might be $70, but I bought a great bed off Amazon for Leo that I will happily share on, in the Facebook group if anybody's in need of one. It looks like it is like a $150 Casper dog mattress and it was 20 I want to say $25. Um, it has like an egg crate like mattress part mm-hmm. that is um, in a uh, waterproof um, like 
sleeve and then it has like the cushy sleeve that goes around and that zips off. So if you ever get anything on it, you just unzip the outer sleeve, toss that in the wash. The egg crate is fine. Oh, that's a good. We've got something like that that does that, but and it's super cushiony. Like it, it doesn't this... give when he steps in it. It like supports him. So. Oh, the Serta one's very giving, but lady, lady likes it. I, you know, when she had hurt her back and we, she couldn't get up on anything. Mm-hmm. I'd come down and kind of cuddle with her there because she's very her her love language is touch, mm-hmm. and I would be like, this is very comfortable. I might stay. I would like a bed that since it's Serta. I'm like, I would like a bed that feels exactly like this. But you know, I think you can make that dream come true. I can either get a mattress or I can just buy like nine of them and put them arranged. I, or them. just be like, I need a dog bed for that. Two, a horse. That two, yes. <laughs> or that two like great Danes can share together. Yes. <laughs> um, Are you ready to get started on these episodes? Yes. Although I have to say the fact that this is going to post after the Oscars have happened, but in our world right now, the Oscars have not happened. I just want to be like, I feel like we should record some like, can you believe that Best Picture winner? <laughs> well, I, you were asking for the for the for the dis, the the animated podcast. We watched Flea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the the other one, I don't know if have you seen that one. Did we talk about that? I haven't seen it. I um we have ta- we have talked about it briefly, and that the fact that it's nominated in three categories, I think, means it's not going to win in any. But um, I intend to watch it. I would be shocked if it won in one of the other ones, but I don't think it's got a chance for animated. Um, it is very good. It's very hard to watch. It's it's PG-13. Like, Tara read this thing she found of it where it's like, they focus more on the, like, emotional trauma. Like, they don't try to, like, show you super... There's some images that are that are rough, but it's it's about Afghani, an Afghani refugee going to um, Denmark. So we watched half of it last night, and we were like, this is a lot. And we watched the other half today. Um, but we watched the first half was the Danish version and then we started watching the other one and it was in English and I was like, oh, which is much easier for Tara because she's like writing notes. So she's like trying to read subtitles and write notes. Um, the, the English one, there's still a lot of foreign language in it because when he's in Russia, it's Russian. When it's in Afghanistan, it's, it's Dari, I believe. And then, but just anything that was Danish is English. And in Danish, it's Riz, uh, Ahmed and Nick, Nikolaj Kolder, Walter Walter. That one, yeah, mm-hmm. who are exec producers on it, but they're playing those guys. But in the Danish version, it's actually the guy who the story is about. Like, they did an interview with him, mm-hmm. and they animated it. And part of the reason they did it animated is he's like, I don't want my story to get out there because it could affect my asi- my uh, asylum status and all that. So Interesting. I think that Riz Ahmed is also nominated for a live-action short, maybe? Best live action short film for The Long Goodbye, which I think he mm. is part music video for him, like for something. He did Sound of Metal, which I think was nominated last year, correct? Well, yes, and he was nominated for Best Actor for it. Right. So I think he's got a musical background. But I want to say, okay, hang on, just let me, let me just skim through here. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, it says, okay, I'm just going to read this. The Long Goodbye, created by and starring Ahmed and directed by Anil Karia, imagines the dystopian future in which immigrants in the UK are targeted by far-right militias. Ahmed, who is also a rapper, released an album of the same name exploring xenophobia and national identity. So I think they're somehow kind of connected. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. 
And you're right. That's interesting. Liz Have Ahmed you seen that one? As the executive producer for the project. No, I don't see the live action shorts really anymore because they end up being usually very uh, upsetting, bleak. bleak and upsetting. Um, after, but I will cherry pick and see them. So like, I might watch this one. Like I watched Two Perfect Strangers last year, which ended up winning because mm-hmm. it was on Netflix. So. Um, I w- so I don't know if I said it, but this is on Flea is on Hulu, and I think it's worth watching. I will tell you, this would have made me feel better watching it. It has a good ending. Like things turn out okay for him. Oh, okay, that's I, that's good to know. Yes, because I was watching, I was like, can something just go right for this poor guy? <laughs> like, there's a. I think that's part of the reason we enjoyed watching kind of the second half a little more than the first half. Like Tara was like, because it's it's much different than the normal animated fair we do on the podcast. It was mm-hmm. very very different. You know, it was when we had to do like a trigger warning at the beginning because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like not violent scenes or, or or like it's scenes that like you deal with the emotion of things. Yeah. But no, I can I can see I that. Was good. Um. Okay, I don't know how much of an Oscar podcast you want to turn this into, but I just listened to a podcast. So I'm just going to ask a question, and then we can edit it out if we don't want to talk about it. Okay. What do you think is the best, best picture winner? Not your favorite, but what do you think of the 93 best picture winners? What do you think is the best movie? And I'll tell you what some of the podcast hosts, because four different hosts talking about this, some of them were like, what is my, like, no notes best picture? Like, everything is on point. The score, the cinematography, the acting, the, you know, art direction and everything. What, like, what is to you, you know, just... And so it's a movie that really usually has to have a lot of staying power, too. Like, what to you is the best, best picture? Yeah, I'm looking for a list that actually just does... Ooh, Rotten Tomatoes has ranked them. Um... I'm looking for a list that doesn't have like, here's all the ones that are up and which, oh no, hold on, I have to turn off my ad blocker, good lord. I mean, I think like Wikipedia just has like a list of all the best picture winners. Well, no, they have a list of all the nominees with the best ones highlighted, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, close, but I kind of want to look at something a little briefer, hopefully. Uh, Which one do I think is the best? I mean, oh, I really like Silence of the Lambs. I don't know if that's the best one. That, I'm, I, I'm going. That's about where I am. I want to say that that was on the list. So they, they did a, a top 10 ranking based on votes from listeners. I voted in it. Um, spoiler. But um, that was on the list. That was in the top 10 was Silence of the Lambs. I mean, I, I think there's an argument to be made for The Godfather that simply because of its staying power. And also, they for The and Godfather, imp- they talked about the impact that it had on future movies. Yeah, it's it's right at that cusp of like the switch of, of like m- moving towards more modern cinema. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one right around there. Hold like the other closest one. Oh man, the sting. That's interesting. The sting. I forget is after the Godfather. Oh. So the sting to me feels like it's like the remains of old Hollywood yeah. as opposed to is the Godfather, which is black and white. Am I making that up? No, it's not. Black okay. And white. Okay. Um, Gosh, I vividly remember that being in black and white. So, that's have you ever there. seen The Apartment? Yes, that was in the top ten, and that was for two of the podcast hosts. That was to them the best best picture winner. Well, I'm feeling very good about my choices. Then <laughs> <laughs> they talked like, about I, I, how The Apartment um, is 
like is a perfect movie for what it is and how so much of the plot and the way the apartment was made and just everything mm-hmm. impacted future movies like uh, yeah that's another and, advancement yes. in, in storytelling and the like the types of movies they're telling and the types of um material they're dealing with Casablanca's on here too which I think I really like but I don't know if I I, I think it's a little hammy but okay. it's like the best version of that old school I'm, Hollywood ham, in I, my opinion. I voted for, we got, you got to pick five when you voted as like a listener. And I voted, Casablanca was one of the ones I voted for. Because I, I think I, I think it's staying power is really good. I think it's also like one of the hosts described it as sublime. And I was like, it's true. It is just, it's one of those movies that when I went to watch it, I was like, surely Casablanca is not going to live up to the hype. And when it ended, I was like, my God. <laughs> Yeah, like this I remember movie we, is like perfection. We watched it in high school in a class, and I remember being very like, oh, "I gotta watch this black and white mm-hmm. Humphrey Bogart. Get out of here!" And by the end, I was like, "I think we watched it over two classes, and it was like the bell rang, and I was like, no, like, yeah, was, yeah." I really was was just hung on everything. It's one of those ones I keep meaning to purchase. What if I said Green Book? <laughs> Well, it's been great hosting Craniacs <laughs> with you. And Someone described Green Book as like a movie about a racist for all your racist friends who say they aren't racist because they have a black friend. Yeah. And it's like the, or, the as, movie As one for of the them. hosts put it, Driving Miss Daisy won Oscars twice. Um, I, I just, I also forgot that. Dan Aykroyd was up for something that year for Driving Miss Daisy. So I keep th- I forget that Dan Aykroyd is at least Oscar nominated. I don't think he won. He, but he did not win, no. Um, yeah. Gosh, he has a very small role, but maybe they should nominate everybody in Driving Miss Daisy. Um, but yeah. I think I... So I'll, I can tell you what the podcast ended up. And this a lot of this is recency bias. Um, the listeners of the podcast voted parasite as the best best picture winner i think that is definitely bias um i do too but i think it 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 fits into the same category i think as the other ones we mentioned as being this kind of like newer like i i definitely would have put it in the top 10 it may have been like like the highest yeah yeah exactly like the godfather was like the apartment was like it's 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 Five years from now, we will look back at it and see that there are more movies like Parasite mm-hmm. well, getting I mean, look, nominated. Drive My Car not. is nominated for Best Picture. Um, and that's... An, I have no idea anything about Drive oh, My Car. Oh, well, it, it's... Um, I, I, I want to say it's Japanese. Um, and mm. is, I think, in Japanese. Uh, and last year, like, Minari, which I don't know if that was necessarily in a foreign language. Um, maybe it was. I, I did not see Minari, I have to say. but Or Minari. Um, anyway, yes. I think we'll we'll see that. Um, let me see. I voted for because I know you want to know. I voted for. Um, Was she in there? She she stuck her face in and disappeared. There's a bunch of shit on that bed. So. Well, I think one of those pieces of shit is our dog. Hello. You. Hi. She, she says hello. We still have your Christmas gift. <laughs> we finally got together with my friend Blake and gave him his birthday gift from December and his Christmas gift from December. Amazing. Um, I also like that I like yelled high, even though Tara could not hear me, and it yes. just ended up being very loud for you. What if what if my headphones had just been like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I will tell you the ones I voted for. Um, that my top five were um, in, in no particular order: Parasite, Spotlight, um, Schindler's List, Casablanca, oh, that, 
I feel bad for having missed that one. Like, I, I, feel, I, I feel slightly anti-Semitic for not thinking of it when you asked me. Um, and uh, I, I'm guessing The Sound of Music is the other. I, I really don't remember now my fifth one. I'm guessing I picked The Sound of Music. Um, and that was in the top ten as well that people voted mm-hmm. for. So, anyway. I really, in, in hindsight, like, I'm surprised for me as a good movie how well The Silence of the Lambs is held up. It's very strange material. I mean, most, partly it's also because I listened to a podcast about it recently, and I really appreciated their views on it. So that might be why it's kind of regrown in my mm-hmm. brain or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've only seen that movie once because I don't know if I can watch it again because I was scared the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm I'm very good at watching horror movies the second time. Like once I've seen them, I'm usually like. Okay, I could do this, but the first time it's like unbearable to watch it with me because I'm like, oh god, are they gonna do what's gonna happen? Yes, yes, and that's the type of horror movies that really scare me, which is like the psychological horror movies. Um, but, yeah, well, stuff that can really happen. Yes, yes, um, and Silence of the Lambs, but they were talking about how that you know led to horror movies rising in esteem at the Oscars, like horror mm-hmm, thrillers, mm-hmm. and like Get Out getting nominated for Best Picture and. I still uh, think that's a slow process that's still happening. Oh, I don't think it, they. I think 100%. Oscars don't look on horror that well. A hundred percent. But Laurel, uh, you know, since we're speaking of Hannibal Lecter, a very uh, uh, esteemed psychiatrist, perhaps it's time to, st- to speak on another couple of, of esteemed psychiatrists. Man, the second that came in my head, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say how Hannibal Lecter likes good wine. And so do Frazier and Niles. There's so many Sherry. similarities. Are Frazier and Niles serial killers? Let's discuss. <laughs> do you remember for a while there were YouTube videos where they would take movies and re-edit their trailers so yes. they look like a different type yes. of movie? My favorite I think is the one for The ver- Shining. <laughs> yes, I remember the one for uh, Sleepless in Seattle where it seems like she's like stalking him. <laughs> Um, but I feel like there's a very easy thing to do there with Niles and Frazier, where you could be like, two brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs, and we like to talk about the Oscars for many weeks in a row, but we also talk about Frasier. Uh, Laurel here is the resident Fraserologist. I am the the student sitting at the foot of the master. However... <laughs> We are getting closer and closer to the episodes that, that Laurel hasn't seen, which is going to be an interesting shift in this podcast dynamic, I, I believe. Mean, yes, because we're, I mean, we're, yeah, we're getting to the point where, like, I'm basically kind of finishing up my dissertation for my, like, PhD. Yes. And you are, like, you just got it's your important master's to always be learning, though. nipping at my heels. Yes. <laughs> it's always important to be learning, though. So we're going on this journey together. Today, we are talking about uh, two episodes from Season 9. The first one is Episode 9, sorry, Episode 5 in Season 9, Love Stinks. Uh, This episode aired on October 16, 2001. Roz starts dating a garbage man, but has a hang-up with his profession. Frazier tries to change his co-worker's image of him as a snob by throwing a huge party for the entire station at his place. Uh, uh, what did you think? I, well, I, I thought that was a very decent summary. Um, yeah, I mean, it covered A and B plots, which isn't always the case. I So this is another episode where now, being a woman in my 30s, I I don't know. I, I had a lot of, what would I do if I were Roz situations or, or thoughts and feelings in this episode? I mean, it, it's interesting because I feel like 
there's a couple different possibilities there. The like you wouldn't get past a certain part of dating because I feel like this would be definitely a you know okay Cupid meet or whatever you know match.com or this would be online dating where you're like oh and it says like what do you do it's like i'm a garbage man and you'd be like oh i don't know about that and it would cut off there but i also can see what she's doing a more modern version would be like oh i'm super cool about it i'm super cool but like trying to like talk yourself into being okay mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. and then realizing you're not but i will say i was like really against Roz on this one because uh, first of all, Tony Goldwyn, the voice of Tarzan, and uh, the bad guy from Ghost. Okay, thank you. I'm glad we're going to talk about Tony Goldwyn a little bit. I did not know, A, he was the voice of Tarzan. Yeah, um, right? But yes, he is Carl in Ghost. And also, for those of you who watch Scandal, he is president. Uh, he's, oh my gosh, Fitz. And now I don't remember what Fitz's last name is um, on Scandal, who is Carrie Washington's like erstwhile love interest he's also the president of the united states he's also married for a large chunk of the series it's all very messy um he's also very handsome has aged like a fine wine right like i've seen i feel like i've seen him lately in something and i went like he looks just like he's aging you know how they talk about sometimes like i remember they talk about relativity it's like if we send someone into orbit and they circle the earth far enough away they will be younger than mm-hmm. someone their same age when they come down i feel like tony goldwyn is like gotta go back to orbit for a few years so true story and this actually ties in with something we were talking about earlier the movie the apartment i saw in new york in 2011 maybe the musical promises promises starring sean mm-hmm. hayes and Kristen Chenoweth, and mm. Katie Finneran won a Tony for it, and she played Poppy in earlier seasons of Frasier, that really annoying woman who was like the daughter of the station owner. She had the very chirpy voice. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yeah. man, there's so many crossovers here. So anyway, I saw Promises, Promises. Tony Goldwyn was like fourth build in it. Um, he, My friend and I went to the stage door, as one does. We saw Kristen Chenoweth and Sean Hayes. Anyway, Tony Goldwyn comes out, and... I had not read anything about him in the playbill because I, I from afar, I, my cheap seats, I did not recognize him. And then, yeah, he is kind of, he's got a little bit of a generic look, a generic, very handsome man look, however. So he comes out and like, people are not thrilled to see him. They're waiting for Kristen Chenoweth and Sean Hayes. And he comes out and everyone's kind of like, oh, like, hi, yeah. A few people like have him sign their playbill. And my friend and I are just saying, they're going, oh my gosh, this guy looks just <laughs> like Carl from Ghost. This is uncanny how much they look like but it's obviously not him the guy who played because we're like patrick swayze had uh i think passed away at that point but we're like patrick swayze had definitely aged so carl from ghost has definitely aged and like does not look like this like no this is not him and then we're literally in like the taxi home flipping through our playbill and are like it's carl (laughs) from ghost that's funny so um just know guys that it is not just makeup and like fancy camera tricks in real life he still looks like that did Sean Hayes win an award for Promises, Promises? I don't think so. Katie Finnegan th- did, though. She won the Tony for Best uh, act- Featured Actress <clears throat> Has in he- a Musical. Well, I think they make fun of uh, Tom Hay- uh, Sean Hayes on Smartless for being in Promises, Promises. Not for being in it, but like... They're constantly asking like their guests, like, "Have you seen Sean and Pro- Did you see Sean and Promises, Promises?" There, there's some play he did. What is what is it about? Um, it's, it, it's, it- it's it's the musical version of The Apartment. The um, either the apartment oh. is based on promises, promises, or promises, promises is based on the apartment. It was a revival, so then I think there's uh, something else he did. He did, oh, so but he, anyway, wait, hang on. I just I just googled it. Um, and if, if this will, okay, hang on. This is now this is struggling. Um, 
Oh, I think he won. <laughs> this podcast or your computer? <laughs> Rude. I, I think I, th- I think he I think he won. Um, hang on, this is. Yeah, I think they make fun of it. I think Jason Bateman and uh, Will Arnett make fun of him, like kind of razz him about like his success in that play. Oh no! Wait, it doesn't. No, it doesn't look like he did. It looks. No, I'm sorry. He. No. Oh my. Whoa. He was nominated for Promises, Promises in 2010 for Best Actor in a Musical. So was Kelsey Grammer for La Cage au Follet, which is, you know. Ha- hashtag Frasier is everything. Like, every, all roads lead who to Frasier. Who is he all in The Birdcage? roads lead to Frasier. He was Georges. Do we know who that is? Like, I, I don't know the French version, but okay. I, 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 I That's don't. That's interested. Um, I've also only seen The Birdcage, like, once, so. I could see Kelsey Grammer playing the Gene Hackman part. Okay, the, but- like, dad conservative dad the odd thing is is i swear that the picture that they showed when i googled sean hayes tony was a picture of him holding like like giving a tony acceptance speech so no he was just nominated (laughs) that's him that's him handing someone else a tony but actually he won he hosted the tonys the same year he was nominated and he won an emmy for hosting the tonys (laughs) which he was nominated but he didn't win for I feel like there's a way to do a circular EGOT that way. There, almost. Yeah, like, <laughs> there is. Like, I'm sorry. There are just so many crossover things here. I'm just having a real moment about this. Well, welcome back to Laurel and Ryan Reed <laughs> Wikipedia. Um, so, Roz is dating a garbage man. And we were talking about whether, I mean, again, if, if the garbage man looked like Tony Goldwyn, I mean, it's it's a much harder decision. I. Well, and, and no offense to our sanitation engineers out there, but like I haven't seen a garbage man gone by, and I've been like, "Hey, look at that guy." Well, and and I think it kind of it, it got, so when I was thinking about if I was in Roz's position, this guy who's clearly very into her and seems like a great guy is great with and Alice, good with Alice, who, yeah. who is suddenly By the way, like four or five, is suddenly extremely adorable. Oh. Like Alice is my favorite new character. I'm glad that they actually have been aging Alice this whole time. And now that they're mm-hmm. like, okay, Alice can have lines because in the show, Alice is four or five now. And so Alice would have, would be talking. Um, like I appreciate them keeping up with that, but, and I'm like, what is it about, like that job is it specifically the fact that his job is to just handle other people's garbage is it that like that she doesn't see that as a very respectable like profession does she think it says something about like his overall drive and like aspirations i was just kind of like what what more like is it Roz? because he was like it's not a career it's a job yeah i think it was i mean depending on how old he was supposed to be that could have been something they could have dived in dive dove dove into a little more of like, you know, well, when are you going to start a career and what's your plans for a career? Mm-hmm. I also like how he handled it. Like, like you said, I, it's not a career. It's also like I get afternoons mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. you know, so I could, you know, take care of my family. Like he was mm-hmm. very upfront with her about that. I liked his, I did like, his like, check out these, I got these new shoes. They almost match, <laughs> you know, and he's like, just kind of making fun. Cause he got Alice a book that was very hard to get. And he got it from like a pile of. You know, books someone was throwing out. Yeah. But then he when, when Roz kind of bristled at that, he started like kind of making fun of her about that and being like, "All oh, my stuff is I dig out of the trash or whatever." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree that especially I'm like kind of like Roz. 
not that she should settle. And I don't think ending up with Roger is settling by any means. Right. But I was kind of like, I think you need to kind of like recalibrate what's actually important to you. Well, Fraser gave good advice. Like mm-hmm. you need to figure out what it means to you and just work forward from that. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm glad Alice kind of talked him out of it. Although I will be honest, I did kind of Google ahead to be like, not really on purpose, but like look up Roger so I get some information. It looks like a few episodes from now they talk about them breaking up. So I don't think Roger comes back. If he does, he comes back for like maybe an episode or something. Okay, I do, I do feel like he comes back. Um, he might come back, but I don't I think he lasts. I thought stop doing this. Can you? I didn't stop mean to. Doing- I wanted to know what's going on with Roger. You watch the show to find out what's going on. I have with to Roger. speak educated on like 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 any 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 facts or any little trivia. No, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to stop doing this. I'm not gonna do right, this fine. as we get to episodes fine. I haven't seen. So, um. um, I have as a note here uh, that no one uses garbage bags in TV and film because at the end when she hears him outside and runs to see him and they're putting the trash way together. I hate when they do that. And you just see like loose paper and stuff. And I know. I know. That would be so gross. Yeah. I mm, no. Um, hang on. I'm just, Oh, one thing I want to talk about is, uh, he refers to the mole people and like the world, the underground, like mole people world. You know, that's a real thing in New York city. Kind of, but yes, there's, like there's, there's homeless populations in, underground i mean it's pretty much anywhere they've gotten underground at this point yes uh, but there's like a book about the city under the city that I, honestly came up at the library and it expired before i had a chance to read it but it's like they have a school and it's like this whole anyway it's a society uh, yes yeah. yes um and like real kind of like functioning city under anyway yeah i will I'll put, find I'll, the name of that book and post it i will a I, that kind of stuff is right up my alley but also yeah um, let me see. I wrote, okay, there's two shots to Roz, three I'm out. There were two jokes about her, uh, dating a garbage her, man. Her dating, la- well, no, not about dating a garbage oh. man, but like specifically like when, I don't remember the second one. It was in the, the, the studio, but I remember the first one being, uh, Niles saying, uh, now he's, it looks like you're both taking out the trash or something. Or no, he, yeah. he's taking out the trash twice a day or yes. something. Yes. Well, that, that's kind yes. of what I meant. Jokes about her dating a garbage man. But there was that, but there's another one that was, but there, I mean, like specifically about her being trashy or loose. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I, I, I now have a two, two joke limit on that. Three, three jokes that drop some points when I, when I do my, my rating. Um, when Roz goes off on Kenny at the party. But Fraser throws telling him, like, why do we have to talk about what people do? I want to be like, oh, Roz, welcome to every interaction you have in Washington, D.C. I was about to say that. Yes, D.C. was all I ever. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. I started making. I remember I went with someplace and I was like making up things. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm a, t- I'm a TV producer. I'm an amateur astronaut. Like, I was just like, what? What do you want to hear? Yes. Um, um, my and fr- I wrote after that, say sanitation. Like sanitation feels like a, a good way of putting it. Like stuff like he's a garbage man. Like. It's the same thing, but at least it's... I don't know. Whatever. Or when he says... Does he say he works for the city? Or does Roz say he works for the city? I'm like, honestly, that's enough. I'd be like, okay. I I don't want to hear anymore. (laughs) Yeah. It's like when... We have a thing amongst uh, video game developers when we don't want to go into... Because you can tell when people are going to have like weird... Like, oh, my nephew does that. Let's Mm -hmm. talk... Or like... 
oh, I want to talk specifically about this game you worked on and tell you, and I just go software development. <laughs> like It's like real like, oh yeah, software development, real boring stuff. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. When yeah. No one ever goes, you know, if it's another software person, then you kind of can talk to them, but everyone else is just like, oh, okay, great. I mean, I have to say when people have asked me what you do, like people listen to the podcast or something, um, I've, and, and I tell them, they're always like, ooh, and I'm like, I don't, I can't tell you anything. I mean, it's kind of like, Clark being a flight attendant, people have so many questions. And I'm like, luckily, if you have a question, I guarantee you I've already asked it. So so I put in in Fallout 4, you can have like melee weapons, like baseball bats and stuff. But one of them is a pipe wrench. So I had a special pipe wrench in the game that's called the Big Jim after my father-in-law, who's a plumber. And he has gotten more like... Oh, I don't know what the word is, but like he's got more people being like, wow, that's great. Telling that one story. In fact, he just went to a house where he saw some of the bunch of video game stuff. And he said, like, you ever play Fallout 4? My son-in-law put me in the game. Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, man. And the guy comes back out with like a Fallout 4 jacket. He's like, I never wear this jacket. You should have it. Like now he's starting to get stuff off of this story. That like, is, Good for you, Jim. That is such a touching story on so many levels. <laughs> Well, it's funny because it's it's the the special abilities that this pipe wrench had is it did extra damage to legs because my father in law is from New Jersey, so that was the joke. <laughs> is it broke legs very easily? <laughs> Laura, Francis Ford Laura Coppola is, is, is so glad to have made the Godfather to help <laughs> help perpetuate these stereotypes. Um, can we talk real quick about Kenny Ian Fraser at the party? Uh, yes. Because I really enjoyed that moment where Roz comes in and Fraser's like, I don't know any of these people mm-hmm. at this party I've invited them to. Um, you got to help me. She's like, no, I have to stay with, with Roger. And then Kenny comes in and Kenny is like looking the other way from Fraser and Fraser's like, oh, hello. He's like, Eric. Like, yes. <laughs> he's just yes. Like, <laughs> he's like, it's, it's so good to see you, Dennis. Dennis and Emily. <laughs> Emily. And he's like, and when are you expecting? And he's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, Kenny, Kenny's no. So He's like this good. weather too. That was so was, so good. It was a really good two hander between the two of them. You know, a, a two person comedy bit. I really enjoyed it. I also, feel like it showed because the guy, um, Tom. Oh my gosh, Tom. Uh, McGowan, McGowan, who plays yeah. Kenny, you know, he's very prolific in like Broadway and in theater and everything. And I was like, this feels like two theater actors like having the best time. Well, and you usually see them kind of like as opposing forces mm-hmm. aimed at each other. And mm-hmm. this was them like working together, which I thought was fun. It was, it was a little scene, but it's like, Kenny's had some really good comedy. This between this and the, the, the one we talked about the last time where he was got arrested at the game. Yes. yes. Um, well, and I so also, one, oh. one pet peeve I had is that when Frazier's like, when da- his Martin's like, introduce me to some of these people. And he's like, I don't know any of them. I'm like, okay, this is super easy. Martin needs to go around and introduce oh, himself yeah, yeah. to people. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, hi, I'm, I'm Martin, and then they yeah, say, Marty yeah, Marty Crane, I'm Frazier's dad, and they're like, oh, hi, I'm Jason. Uh, I, I did like when Frazier was starting to learn about football to, like, <laughs> parrot that lines, and Martin comes up, and he goes, he's like, hey, dad, what's like, going on? He goes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really that enjoyed really that. Good. So, 
there is a funny story and I guess it helps a little bit if you know Leah, but you know, Leah is like one of the most popular people I know. And she has a knack for just mm. remembering people's names always. Yeah. She's very sociable, especially I mean, she, she, as the, as the daughter of a restaurateur, like it feels very yes, apropos. She's, She'd be a very good hostess. She is so good. I mean, she has like, you know, like 4,000 Facebook friends. And if she ran into any of them at the airport, she would be able to like have a conversation with them about something current going on in their life. And she and I were at the 7-Eleven. We were in college. We popped into the 7-Eleven by SMU. And this girl is like, Leah. And Leah's like, oh, my gosh, hi. And, like, we were checking out. And so I went over there. And she was like, oh, this is Laurel. Laurel, this and them. And I was like, I looked at Leah just with this, like, what? Look on my face. And I turned to the girl. And I was like, hi, I'm Laurel. And she was like, hi, I'm Julie or whatever. And I was like, Julie, it's nice to meet you. And we walked outside. And I just, you know. We chatted for a minute and I walked outside and I was like, you didn't remember her name, did you? And Leah's like, no clue, no clue what oh, it was. No. She was like, I was just hoping if I turned to you and muttered something, she would think I had said her name. Oof, it's so funny to hear someone who's so like good at that as Leah. Like, obviously she she's not used to the not knowing someone's name. So she like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. fouled it so badly. <laughs> It was just, well, and granted, I mean, this was now at this point 15 years ago, but it was just, right. this is Laurel, Laurel, this is a <laughs> Did you, did you know Ryan? Oh, that name is familiar? I think he was like a year under me. He was a SIG app, so you might not have run in circles, but it was really funny to me because he was a very similar person where every time he saw, he saw someone, he was like, how are you? And he would like, you tell him a story and he'd, he'd go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he'd laugh like all the right spots. And it was funny because when I met him, I was like, what a really nice guy. And then I found out a lot of people thought he was very insincere because he was so sincere. It felt fake. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny when someone told me that and I go, oh, I think he's really like that. Like, like I'm like, I, I've known him for a while now. I think he's like that. But it was, I do very much like as soon as someone said, I go, yeah, I can understand because he does seem so sincerely like, hi, oh, 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 yeah, oh, oh, like he really like matches energy. And I guess me as like an extrovert who likes to tell dumb stories, I'm like, this guy is great. He laughs at all my stories. So that might be why I thought he was sincere. But I, I was about I, to say, what's the answer? Is he that sincere? <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on who you're talking to. Like, I never caught him being like, okay, Ryan, I'll talk to you later. He'd turn around and be like, son of a bitch. I hate that guy. So, like, pull out a cigarette or whatever. Um, one thing I wanted to say regarding the party is uh, Noel came off as especially creepy. I don't know. Yeah. To me. Noel really got to me. And I'm starting to really be like, Noel would have been fired had Roz gone to HR for any of this. Noel would have been fired years ago. Well, you say that, but also let's look at the state of HR. Like, if Noel had a decently like important position, they would have cut. They would have fired Ross. Is what I feel like I'm finding. I Noel mean, should have been fired by HR in two thousand. Yeah, okay, in two thousand one, potentially yes, but I mean, HR is all about protecting the company and keeping the company away from like risky lawsuits, mm-hmm. and it's like, ooh. That's what I'm saying. Do we remember what Noel's position at the studio is at the at the I, the? I, I want to say he's in like. Like, maybe, I don't know, is he, like, a sound engineer or editing? I don't know. He can't be that high up. Um, oh, is that high up? Okay, I'll allow you to Google this. Google Noel uh, Shomsky? What's his name? Shimsky? His last name? I don't know. Um, 
You want the character, or are you talking about someone else? No, I'm talking about Noel. Like, ask what his job is. Ask Google what his job is. No, afraid. You, you literally, we have it on tape. You saying I wasn't allowed to Google? I, I just said I'll here. allow you to do this. Google <laughs> his job. I thought you were just speaking generally, like when you allow me to do things. Um, sales, sales. That is hard to believe. Yeah, there's no way. And the picture they have of him looks like he's from a Frankenstein movie. I'm going to send you this picture. Like, he looks he looks like Dr. Frankenstein in this picture, but I know it's supposed to be something else. Shimsky. S-H-E-M-P-S-K-Y. Okay. So, Shimsky, yes, I was... Oh, you're right. As well as the fact Doesn't... that it's black and white. Doesn't That's help. part of it. It looks like he's going to be like, it's alive. Um... um Hang on, I'm going uh, to the, see if I have other things to well, say. Oh, go ahead. The other thing I had to say was, I have I have written here, eat it, Piles, which is me talking about how Niles was really being annoying to Daphne about, like, after Daphne was so nice to him, like, he was like, yeah, he kept was that, he kept coming back and Martin was, like, showing things mm-hmm. from, like, he'd found from Niles' childhood, and Daphne was enjoying it, and Niles was obviously embarrassed by it, so Daphne brought out all of her stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's like meeting him where he is and all that. And then he, she goes, yeah, they called me Dappy, and he's like, I'm going to start calling you that. And I was like, dude, she really like took a step out for you, like after you were so embarrassed by it, for you to just throw this in her face. But then Martin's like, it couldn't be worse. He's like, hey, Dad, you want to know Daphne's nickname? He's like, couldn't be worse than Piles. I was like... <laughs> so Eat it piles. <laughs> I I saw that a little. I mean, the fact that she didn't like it and him calling her that wasn't great. But I so one of my favorite things are nicknames that people get when names are mispronounced or when kids can't pronounce names. Um, mm. Like Amy's son is named Caleb, but when he was little, he called himself Kbub, and so I always called him Kbub or, or Bub. But now he calls himself by his you know can say his name and everything. So I just think like that's you know. I guess, but it just felt like. He I, was I like poking her about it. I called myself like, Yarl for like a year because I couldn't. It wasn't so it. much that she had a name; it was that she said like I hated that he That's, did that. And he yes. immediately like here's three times I'm gonna say it in a row, and I was like, all right, buddy. He like she just reached out to you. Like, come on. Yeah, no, I think I think I think that's a fair point. I think that's that's a fair point. Um, I I feel like I had more to say about that part, but oh, I enjoyed Daphne talking about the the picture she drew, and he's like, is this a turtle? And she's like, that's me, Dad, crawling home from the pub. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. I it's, thought that was really funny. It was also funny when she said her brothers called her that because I immediately flashed back to Frank. No, Anthony LaPaglia, her, who played her brother. He calls her Stilts. Yes, I just, I forgot about that character and how much I simultaneously hated it and was like, he did, I feel like before he left, I said he did something I liked. But um, I think that's all I've got for this. I've, I've I, I do have one. Um, the when this whole thing sparks from Fraser reading a limerick someone has written on a bathroom yes. wall, which is no one writes a full limerick. Like if 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 someone if you had told me someone wrote a limerick in the show Fraser on a wall, I'd be like, oh, it had to have been Fraser or Niles because only they would put that much effort into it. Yes, but he was talking about how it was it was getting expanded on. He goes, I've read anthologies with fewer contributing authors, yes. which I thought was a good line. <clears throat> this also reminded me of another DC living moment, which is. It was not uncommon to find in bathroom stall walls in D.C. political commentary with people adding their own commentary yes. on it. I would be like, I mean, and I'm not just saying like, you know, like F this president or anything like actual things of like, you know. When did you come to Austin? It was 
it was after Trump was got tw- elected, right? Yeah, it was 2019. Okay, so I was about to say, I, I, I feel like it must have gotten worse since after I left. Um, I, I think that the people of D.C. Are, were almost too far gone to stoop to writing on bathroom walls about Trump. <laughs> it was like... We, it it was like, that was too, that was even like, we, the bottom of the barrel was much further. Yes. Yes. It was, it was like, we couldn't even dignify, you know, him with that. Um, and also it was too serious of a thing to us also to just write about it on bathroom walls. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so you ready to rate this one? Yeah. Gosh, I, this is one where I, for once, usually I think a little bit about my ratings in advance and I just like, haven't really for this one. So you, you, you go, you go first. I mean, I really, I found this one. So I think part of me wanted to rate it a seven, but I may give it an eight. Cause it's like, a, it's a good Roz episode. Like it's, it's, it's a good episode I enjoyed, but it's Roz centric. So I think I'm just going to give it, um, eight, uh, mismatched garbage shoes. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So I am not going to rate it as high. I'm going to give it six, um, uh, drawings that Niles made of like mythical mythology or something that were like very accurate. Well, Laurel, as we were looking at that episode, um, I suddenly realized something which may uh, depend on what we do with the rest of this, this uh, session, because I watched the beginning of this episode and then forgot to watch the rest of it. I have two notes. I have Sigmund Freud question mark and, Oh my God! It's beans from Even Stevens. It, it so was I think... beans from Even Stevens. That means <laughs> Ryan that you missed. I actually wrote down Owen. Wait, what did I write down? OMG Ryan to remind myself to ask what your reaction there was, was to a specific part. Yes. Oh, does Roz wear a costume? Uh huh. Well, we may have to save this for another session because I definitely have to watch it. Do you want to do this now, or do you want to do you want to talk to me about it? I'm so sorry. I just I remember watching it up until when Martin got dressed into the Yankees outfit, okay, and then yeah, I so had like, to go do something. and Just completely forgot. This is this is what's called carrying a podcast on your own, folks. Um, okay. Well, no. Let, let's 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 do let's do that episode another time. Okay. I definitely oh, thought you I, were going to say it was like the time you like accidentally skipped ahead and watched the next episode, like the time I did that. Right. You're in the, no, I, I just, I went, okay, I, I watched part of it and then I needed to go do something else. I think I had an interview or something and I just think my brain went, you did it, buddy. And then I was like, scroll, scroll, scroll. And I'm like, I have two notes on here. Oh no, that's right. I didn't finish it. <laughs> I remember seeing beans. It was, that's what it was. I saw beans from Even Stevens and just my brain uh-huh. broke. Yes. Yes. Also, um, I, I'm just—I I guess I didn't realize maybe you were an even Stevens fan. Um, uh, I think I had a little crush on Christy Romano. Christy Carlson Romano. Yes. Yes. Um, she was a cutie, and I also think I, I, I'm glad that we were able to do this because I was waiting. I remember when I wrote that note, I was going, <laughs> "There's a good chance Laurel's gonna be like, what are you?'" When I go, "It's Beans from Even Stevens," even you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Beans," or you're gonna be like, "What are you talking <laughs> about?" Nope. So I will say I never watched Even Stevens. Well, I take that back. I watched the musical episode, but I, other than that, mm. I, I did never watch Even Stevens. Um, it seemed like a very annoying show, and especially Beans seemed very annoying because the Disney Channel advertised it like it was—I don't know—the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
I mean, I don't think I could tell you. I, I Christy Carlson Romano and Shia LaBeouf were brother and sister, mm-hmm. and then Beans was one of the like next door neighbors. I think. I don't even know what he, he was. I was just going to say he's one of the weirdest looking actors. And then yes. I looked up like, what does Beans look like now? Like I'm saying, like this. Well, this please fact tell me broke that was your brain. Google search. What does Beans look like now? <laughs> exactly. Hold on, I'm actually going to Google that exact same thing and see if it comes up with something weird. What does Beans look like? Okay, so it auto corrected pretty quick, and then immediately goes to Beans. Oh, oh, Beans. You did not have a Tony Goldwyn uh, oh, aging. Want, do you want to send me something to look at? Oh, absolutely. Here you go. Carrying the podcast. We still have so much to talk about despite not watching. Well, it was about time that you didn't watch an episode. <laughs> I was I was debating uh, doing what I said I was going to do if I didn't watch one time where I just pretended like I did. But considering you were like, I need your exact feedback on this costume, it was not going to go well me, for me. You would not have been, you would not have been able to fake having seen bras in costume. Um, yeah, beans. I'm curious now. The honestly, if it weren't for the receding hairline, I I don't think he it wouldn't be he wouldn't he wouldn't look. Um, we wouldn't much be different about him like this. But the receding I mean, hairline doesn't do him any favors. Well, no offense, but the way he looked to begin with, wasn't doing, he wasn't starting <laughs> he was from a, a good place. He was a child. <laughs> Sorry. No one looked, can help the way they look. I, I'm just, I, he, he looked, he looked the way you would imagine someone looked that this in his two seconds of screen time on Frasier, I mean, it went, it's beans. Like, immediately, immediately. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's beans. And also... He's a little bit younger than I think he was on Even Steven. So I was like, I wonder if this is one of his first like I, I want to do an experiment real quick if you if you'll indulge me. It may take a moment. I, I, I wonder if I have a choice. Also, maybe perhaps it's good that we're ending here because we're already almost at an hour. Yeah. Hello. Hey, can you well let me just ask you on the phone. I got a question for you. Okay. If I were to if I saw a child in Frasier and I went, oh my God, it's Beans. Would you know what I'm talking about? The rabbit from... No, no, not Beans Bunny from The Muppets. Uh, did you ever watch Even Stevens? No. Well, that was not the way I thought that was going to turn out, but that's fine. Okay. Sorry. No, that's fine. I, I, you said Beans, I thought Bean Bunny, sorry. That was still, that, that was, that's staying in because I think that, I like the idea that Bean Bunny made an appearance on Frasier. <laughs> Bean Bunny, not really Bean Bunny. Oh right, right, right. Anyway, I'll I'll explain I'll explain beans to you when when I get done here. So that's fine. Thank you All for right. being on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I didn't realize I was on the pod. I thought this was just a side conversation. Hello, listeners. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I was so sure, like, because you guys are the same age, so I was like, well, maybe. Yeah, uh, did I, I would be curious if Tara watched a lot of Disney. Because like I said, I didn't watch even Stevens. I've watched one episode, but I'm very aware of who Beans was because the Disney Channel, that was like their first kind of successful original TV show. So they advertised it so well, much. It was, yeah, of that, especially of that era. I also think, in hindsight, I should have thought about it because I don't think she was a big Disney Channel person because I'm always the one talking about Disney Channel. I'm also that like early adapter disney channel where i remember like dtv and stuff like that do you remember dtv at all it was basically just they would like play a music video and they would 
cut together clips of Disney cartoons or movies. Maybe? There's a lot of, like, yeah. Anyway. I do remember right. them playing music videos because that was how I watched a lot of music videos, but they would also censor them and censor, like, if the dancing in the music video was ever too, like, risque for the Disney Channel, they would do, like, different cuts. <laughs> Happened with some Christina Aguilera songs. <laughs> okay, I'm talking, like, when I was, like, Eight, like late eighties, maybe mid eighties. Okay. That's when I was watching. I was them. Yeah, born yeah. in the mid eighties, so like. That's what, that's what I'm wondering. I didn't know if they no. still had those the DTV. Like again, by then they had crafted stars of music stars like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> like they 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 knew what they were doing. Did I ever tell you that uh, I went to school with someone who was on the Mickey Mouse Club? No, who? Dale. Um, a, a Dale Godbaldo. He. Uh, African American guy. Uh, his he was a couple. He was, his brother was my year, and he was a couple years ahead of me. Well, no, great I, story. I, Let's end on that. I, I, I will say I do think it's funny how many stars kind of got their start. Like people who are famous today, like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Carrie Russell, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling. Like these people who are now like a list. I didn't people. know Carrie Russell was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had. So much curly hair. It was like it exploded oh, out of her, um, out of the top of her head. It was just so, yeah, Carrie Russell was in it. Um, yeah. Also, now it's just makes me want to go rewatch The Americans. Everything's fine. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say The Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> I was I like, know. I wonder if you can watch that streaming. So that's on Disney+. Plus. Um, well, guys, if you've got a favorite Mickey Mouse Club member, if you want to I mean, call, if you. Ryan Gosling. Oh, Stacey Ferguson, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. No, no kidding. She, no, she was no, on Kids Incorporated. Kids Incorporated. Kids Incorporated. Yes. yes, which was Nickelodeon, right? Because Jennifer no. Love Hewitt was also. Oh. I no, I think Kids Incorporated was Disney. Let's look this up. <laughs> Kids Incorporated always had them eating ice cream sundays in the opening credits, and I always was like, I want to join like a singing group so I can just um, eat ice cream sundays. <laughs> Um, it was on the Disney a, Channel. A, Disney yeah, right. Channel. It was? Yes. I sworn. Oh, I'm sorry. It aired in syndication for the first two years and then on the Disney Channel for the next eight years. So mm. it's possible. I could see, you know, um, someone picking it up, like Nickelodeon picking it up or something. But um, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So it had St- Fergie, Stacey Ferguson. Um, Mario Lopez. I didn't know. Oh, he was he was a background dancer. He wasn't really... Eric Balfour, that name sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt, you're right, who is credited as simply as Love Hewitt. Oh, my gosh. So good. Okay, none of these, none of these other people are famous. Um, well, wasn't that a thrill, I, I, listeners? That was great. I'm. This is very... No, not Caniacs. That's why I can't find it. Fun fact, though, about Ryan Gosling and Justin Timberlake on the Mickey Mouse Club. Something like... So, Ryan Gosling's Canadian, and... Uh, it was like his parents couldn't leave for whatever reason Ryan Gosling was like without a like actual like parent or guardian or whatever and he was a minor and so I want to say that Ju- that he lived with Justin Timberlake and his mom while they were filming Mickey Mouse Club and she was like his like onset guardian <laughs> um I'm I'm gonna take us out of this. I gotta I gotta land the plane. <laughs> okay, we, we're we're circling. We're circling. <laughs> we're in a holding pattern. A f- again, if you guys have a favorite uh, Mickey Mouse Club memory, if you want to get at us and tell us what you thought about this episode, if you want to predict how I'm gonna react to to Roz's costume when we come back, uh, let us know. Give us a call at Seattle area code two zero six six five seven six nine eight six. Email us craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E. 
IACS at gmail.com. Tweet at us at Craniacs and join the Facebook group. We are Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Check us out um, wherever you listen to us, whether it's uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Overcast, wherever you listen to us. Give us if if you can rate us, give us the highest rating possible. It really helps us out. But if you think, man, maybe maybe, maybe I'll just give them a four star lower review, not the highest review. Here's something else you could do with that time, Laurel. So I have been holding on to this recommendation now for like at least six weeks because you did the recommendation last time and Jessica did it the time before. And I mm. want to say the time before I had something very timely I had to talk about. So I'm so excited to finally be able to recommend Abbott Elementary. It is a 30 minute comedy that airs on ABC. I think it airs on Tuesday nights. It is set in a Philadelphia elementary school. If you are a fan of Parks and Rec or um, The Office or uh, and, and, and not just like that type of show, but also the especially with the like good energy that Parks and Rec has of like people really just like trying to do their best and like some things are like working against them, but they like band together and stuff. Abbott Elementary is for you. It is so sharp. It is so clever. It is written by, um, okay, I, I don't know how to pronounce her first name. I think it's, it's either Quinta or Quinta Brunson who, um, and she also stars in it. She plays a young teacher who's just very hopeful and enthusiastic. Um, and there's, you know, veteran teachers there. They have a really ditzy principal who, like, got her job by basically blackmailing a member of the school board. And um, it's all about, like, them trying to help kids and, like, the different things that they have to deal with and uh, kind of clashes of generations. But it is filmed documentary style and or mockumentary style. And it is so funny but also touching and clever and apparently – elementary school teachers all around the country are just like slow clapping the show. They're mm. like, this is the most accurate representation we've seen. Um, it is also exploded in terms of like, uh, I guess uh, fame that the show is getting like uh, the, the lead actress has been on NPR talking about it. It's been written up in the New York times vanity first. Like everybody is writing about the show because there's kind of this new level of comedy 30 minute comedies that are kind of making a comeback like people really like grand crew people really like american auto but abbott elementary is the one that's really like kind of rising to the top that um everyone's talking about right now and i think i saw something it's on uh it looks like it's on hulu if yes. you guys want to check it out because it's on, it on um, abc so yeah it is on hulu the next day I, I think i saw something about it on twitter trending the other day and i just assumed it had something to do with our stinky stinky governor of oh, texas and was yes. like Ugh, what now and just like my, let it go so i have to give credit to my friend alice for telling me to watch it because um when i had covid i like would have to take brain breaks that like noon where like my brain just literally could not function anymore doing any work and i would just have to like lie down and just like watch something kind of mindless and she was like highly recommend abbott elementary at that point like four or five episodes are out and i just binged it and now mm. i truly look forward to every single new episode and they're just touching and endearing but also really sharp and really funny and i i can't say enough good things about it and also let the record show that my parents were on the abbott elementary train before i even was when i recommended it to them they go oh we already watch it and we love it and i was like well okay <laughs> nothing bums laurel out more than <laughs> someone knowing a recommendation yeah, then being then being scooped on a recommendation yes i should have known it my parents are always ahead of the game when it comes to 30 minute comedies they watch a lot of them and they are just very very on top of the newest thing do you have any thoughts on the there's one speaking of 
Parks and Rec, there's this one with about a small town with starring uh, Sean William Scott, who played Stifler. Yeah, yes. And no. it's I've seen a lot of ads for it on Hulu, and it's like it's 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 got some weird name like Flatch. Flarch. Flatch. Flatch. It's like Welcome Flatch. to Flatch or Flatch yes. or yeah. I think it's just called Flatch. Okay, and that's the name of the town. I truly don't think I know anything about it other than that I I want to say much like you on Twitter, um, I want to say I saw like a tweet pass by me from like a TV critic about it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, and then it just cut. No, no, I think it's on Fox. Cause that looks like it's trying to, yes. Cause the first, like, it's like starts this day. And then the first seven episodes are going to be streaming. I was like, that's interesting. So no, it, it, I saw previews for it when I was, I was in Houston this weekend and Leah has Hulu with ads. And I want to say that I saw previews for it on when I was watching, when we were watching Hulu. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, it looks like it's trying to be Parks and Rec, so I that's mean, what is, is interesting to me. Is that's the great thing about Abbott Elementary? So I don't feel like it's trying to be Parks and Rec. It, it it just has like, it's as though somebody was like, like like the, making a soup, and like the stock was the office, and like the vegetables were Parks and Rec, and then Abbott Elementary has its own seasoning. You know, I wish this was a video podcast because <laughs> the hand motions and neck like things you just did were so like. <laughs> Anyway, well, guys, check out Abbott Elementary. I, I, I was about to say I know I'm going to, but that sounds so fake. But I think I will. That's I like. I'd love to. Ah. Tara and I have been looking. We've been watching a lot of Taskmaster recently, and I feel like she wants something comedy because, like, I every day, every every this is what happens every time. What do you want to do? Okay, here are the five shows I want to start. And she's like, uh, and I'm like, no, start one of these drama shows with me. So I'm like, think she's begging for a comedy. So we'll. I I mean, it is it, it is definitely scratching the itch that I. Okay, that sounded gross. It's definitely filling the void of <laughs> that in my life of thirty minute comedies, especially since Brooklyn Nine Nine has ended, and like now I'm about to. I still haven't watched the end of Modern Family because I refuse to. So you know. <laughs> Um, I just, I, I, we all need more laughter. We need more laughter. <laughs> well, I'm, I guess I'm going to get out of here before Laurel starts ugly crying, but, uh, guys enjoy, Excuse enjoy me. that. I, uh, I, I only pretty cry. <laughs> I only pretty cry. <laughs> Slightly less pretty cries. Um, but let me know, let, let me know. What the f- am I saying? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> but guys enjoy, uh, check that out. And, uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye y'all. Cut out me being like, what the f- <laughs> but I really do want people to like tell me if they've watched Abbott Elementary.